Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This story was performed by Matt Hill. So the uh, paramedic said to me, here, did you think the car was going to explode? To which I said, yes, yes, I did. Uh, And my friends thought so too, and that's why we all left the car. Um... I was 18 and uh, I was at Sixth Form College uh, in Worcester and uh, me and my friends James and Chris all shared the same history class and uh, at the end of the day it was coming up to study leave, we were all very buoyant, we were all happy with the idea that we're about to go on three, four weeks of uh, of revision and then A-levels and then year outs and all that kind of thing and... um, uh, James offers me uh, a left ho- home to uh, Malvern, which is uh, the neighbouring town. And um, it takes about an hour by bus, but he claims he can do the whole thing in a car in 15 minutes, which uh, is quite a brag. Quite a blag. Um, and uh, true to his word, we speed off quite quickly. And um, it, it, we, I suppose we're full of the joys of life. We've got the Blues Brothers soundtrack on in the car and... Um, it just stopped raining, and uh, it, there was uh, the sun was kind of shining, breaking up the cloud, and we kind of all looked at this wonderful moment of beauty that had kind of happened. And um, as we looked back, uh, the cars in front had stopped at the traffic lights, and we were still moving at 50 miles an hour. And there was only one thing for it, and that was we were definitely going to crash. It was just how. So James had swerved off the road, and uh, there was a, a brick wall coming up between. Uh, before us and I suppose you've got two seconds really to think about it and in those two seconds you have a, a few ideas of what to do um, most of them come from those think adverts the they're kind of the you know the ones from the uh, telly and um, the first one is the one where you're in the back seat as I was and, and you're kind of you're not wearing a seatbelt because there isn't any seatbelts in the back of this car so I'm kind of in a bit of a tricky situation uh, and uh, and if you do nothing, you'll go through the windscreen. That's not a good idea. So you think, well, you could go to the left or to the right, but you've also seen that advert with uh, where you go into the back of the person in front of you and you hit their head, and then you're both dead. 
so that's out as well. Those adverts are really useful in those two seconds. It's all you can think about. Just, just bear in mind, they're, they're pretty traumatic after the car crash, so you can't watch them ever again. Um, so the only thing left is the only thing that was drilled into me about accidents and crashes. And the only thing that came, other thing that came to me in those two seconds was uh, the emergency crash procedure you get in, in, in aeroplanes. That, you know, I remember from my first holiday when I was eight. And so I kind of put my, my head between my knees and I put my hands over my head and, uh, and then we crashed. And um, uh, we kind of, it's a bit of a tumble and stuff and I, I kind of get up. And, uh, and Chris and James are already out of the car. They've gone because of the ca exploding car theory. And I'm kind of stuck in the back and uh, you have to kind of fumble to get out. And I, I can't quite think straight because I always thought when you're in a, in a car crash that everything would be silent. But it turns out car stereos are quite durable. So I've still got the Blues Brothers soundtrack in the car. And it's now taken on a really sinister meaning that I, I really can't shake even now. Uh, so eventually I get out, I switch the, the stereo off as I go, and I kind of get out of the car, and I'm a bit disorientated, and I think this is probably a good idea to sit down, uh, and then I think it's probably a good idea to, to, to lie down, so I do. Um, and I think I'm in a bit of a state of shock, not as much as James, the driver, who's run off down a field. Uh, and uh, Chris has got some whiplash, and I think I've got that too. And, and it's at this point that the, um, the neighbours turn up uh, who have seen this crash and they've, they've, uh, they've dialed for an ambulance and, uh, and then the paramedic arrives and he starts doing his post-crash banter which involves uh, exploding car theory and oh yeah the stereo stays on yeah done it just and then um, we go to hospital and uh, it's at this point I realise that you know if you go into hospital to be checked out it's, it's going to be longer than a 15 minute car ride back home and, and now it's going to be three or four hours which is frustrating it's a Friday night you know, I want to kind of relax before I start my revision. Uh, so we get uh, to uh, the hospital and uh, they do a whole barrage of tests. All the tests at this point are all kind of, can you do this? Put your head back, bring it forward, left, right. And you do all these kind of tests. And uh, Chris went through the same thing. But I'm, I'm feeling it a bit more than Chris. He seems to be a bit more of a man about it. And I'm, I'm more sort of, ow! Ow! This really fucking hurts! Right, in the waiting room. It's not the most, you know, sort of decorum I've ever shown. Um, but it, it, but it, it was genuinely how I was feeling. I couldn't understand why no one else could, uh, could understand that. I thought, well, obviously whiplash is quite painful. So anyway, the last thing they do is they do um, uh, x-rays, uh, just to be safe. And so I, I kind of, they sit me on a wooden stool after the x-ray, and uh, there's this kind of uh, plexiglass screen in front of me. Um, and then there's, it's the same room, but they've got the screen in with some like partitions like they used to have in QuickSave, you know, to go through into the freezer departments, those things. Anyway, so you go through those and then you can see through and there's the technician who um, took the x-ray and she has the uh, negative and she's kind of got it. It's like, you know, goes up to the, to the light box to have a look at it. She looks in and the face freezes and she looks at me and it really is a frozen eye. And then she kind of raises her hand up to her mouth, which is never a good thing, is it, I think. And I, I kind of, oh, hey, up, right? <laughs> Something interesting has happened. And, um, and, and so, you know, she kind of, she doesn't say anything to me. She looks back at me and she kind of wants to say something, but she's aware of the partition. So she kind of just runs out the door, the other door, the one that I 
can't see or go through. And, um, and there's a few moments pass, and I'm just thinking about the situation, just sitting here on this wooden stool. And uh, suddenly she comes back and she's dragging this uh, man who I can only assume is a, a consultant because he's got a bow tie and that's what consultants have. And if he could have a pipe, if that was still allowed, he would have had a pipe. They've banned the bow ties as well now because of MRSA. So that, the whole consultant thing is gone. You know, they, they can't be distinguished, really. They have to wear tweed or something. I don't know. Anyway, so they, they kind of, they, they, um, they're dragged in, and, and, and he's kind of like got that kind of look on his face, and, oh, dear nurse. He thinks of her as a nurse as opposed to a technician, I'm sure. And he goes up to the light box, and they're like, oh, yes, okay, let's have a look. And you can almost see the metaphorical pipe fall out of his mouth as he looks at this and look, and they both look at me. And I really wish I was making this bit up, but they do simultaneously look at me together and, you know, mouths open. And then they look at each other and then he runs out that same door he came in and she runs into me. She grabs hold of my head very gently and says, don't move. <laughs> and it's a bit like, okay... And so then I, <laughs> it turns out basically that um, the emergency crash procedure that they teach you to do in planes is not necessarily useful when you're not wearing the seatbelt because what happens is your, your, your head hits the seat in front, that's fine, but then your body follows your head and kind of the whole spine does a kind of concertina effect. Uh, and, and what happened basically is uh, the, the C7 vertebrae, it's the one that kind of sticks out between your shoulder blades uh, or between your shoulders, it, um, it, it popped. And uh, the only thing that was holding my head up during all those tests and getting out of the car and everything was, was, uh, was flimsy kind of nerve endings, uh, which connected pretty much the rest of me together, and, uh, and, and some muscle, and that was it. So um, it was a bit of a surprise uh, to them, and I can suddenly see why they were so shocked. Um, and so the next thing I know, all these other nurses come in, and um, they bring a, this plank of wood, and I'm strapped to the plank of wood, and then I'm airlifted to Oswestry, which is about 80 miles from my house. Uh, and I stay there for eight weeks. Um, eight weeks, 15 minutes. Next time, I'm going to get the bus. <laughs> Thank you. Have you got a story to tell? To take part and for more stories, head to sparklondon.com. Spark London is produced by Joanna Yates. Audio production by Matt Hill at rethinkdaily.co.uk. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.